Hey everybody, we are back with another edition of Talking Jack's Extra. First time with, with a guest in quite a while, so uh, we are joined tonight by my co-host Ben and a guest from the uh, Louisville podcast. Remind me the name. It's is it Barrel? Bar- just Barrel Cast Taylor? Barrel Proof. Barrel Proof. That's right. Makes <laughs> yeah. sense. Okay. So Taylor is one of the hosts of that podcast, and he has been nice enough to join us while at a Louisville City soccer camp. So how are you doing? I'm doing fabulous. Thank y'all for asking. This is the first uh, good weather night we've had all week, so uh, it's kind of kind of good to not have to be dodging raindrops or, or worrying about thunder and lightning, things like that. But uh, it's cool to see all. We got about I don't know maybe 80 kids out here, and uh, maybe about wow. half of our half of our half of our players are out here helping out. We've got some other staff and things like that, kind of help run things. But this is the first year that they've done something like this, and it seems like it's been pretty successful so far. It's neat to watch. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Love love it when the uh, teams get involved in the community and you know doing youth camps and all kinds of stuff like that. That's always good to see. Absolutely, yeah, we're we're excited about it for sure. It's it's been a this the, the club is slowly and sure, but surely kind of tried to glom into more of the life of the it, definitely the soccer community and the the larger community at large in Louisville. And I think uh, we hired a guy named Mario Sanchez this past off season or, or towards the end of last season. Who's kind of our? He's taken the mantle of director of community relations, which is a an amorphous title on purpose. Uh, and he's kind of been given carte blanche to go out and do whatever he wants to do in terms of, of a helping out youth development from a soccer standpoint, but b really uh, ingratiating Louisville City to parts of the community that may not even know the club even existed. Uh, which you know, when you're in USL, that's a that's a battle, an uphill battle for a lot of clubs. Yeah. And, uh, he's done an. Uh, I mean, I. I've met him two or three times for lunch or drinks or whatever, and he is, I mean, absolutely, he's lightning in a bottle. He's one of the neatest guys I've talked to. I have a bit of a man crush on him, so he's right. He's the one who started this initiative up, and uh, he's he's running the show, and the kids are kids are having a great time, and so it's it's been a really good thing. Yeah, that's Very that's cool. really cool. Did y'all talk about him or interview him on a, a fairly recent podcast? I feel like I've heard we about- we had him on ours. Uh, okay, yeah. Gosh, back in March, maybe. Uh, oh, okay. Sorry about the wind, if there is any. Uh, and then uh, Evan Floyd's, who now works for the club, they've got a podcast called In the House. We've got a lot of podcasts actually here. We'll see these days, heard, but yeah, yeah. I've, but uh, uh, I've only his, kind of dived into the the Barrel Proof podcast because well, like, we appreciate that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really good. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, he's he's been on there, so he he gets out there for sure, and uh, we're we're very lucky to have him. Yeah, I think that's. I'm sure there may be some other clubs in USL that have a, a designated uh, community relations type uh, position, but that's the first I've heard of it, to be honest with you. So that's really right. cool to see that uh, there's a club that's doing that uh, and putting their uh, their efforts in that type of a thing. Uh, now, to kind of transition into a uh, more on-the-field type of things here, how would you describe the way the first – I guess it's, we're in the third, first third of the season, maybe. But how would you describe the first third of the season? How that's gone for the club? It's been tough, honestly. Uh, not not so much for the club. The club is doing great. You know, we're they put the last piece of steel in the stadium today. I think I'm not sure if I'm supposed to tell anybody that, but uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> but that was that was that has been relayed to me. Uh, and so that part of things, club wide, which is the most important part for our club's long term survival, is that stadium. Uh, which will mm. be open in March of 2020. Uh, everything is still di- like directly on track. Uh, we haven't hit any hiccups, uh, fingers crossed, and we won't. Um, but that part is going great. Ticket sales are going really well. But you asked about on-field, so let's talk about that. Um, 
<laughs> on field has been tough. Uh, we've had struggles. Uh, we've had injury problems at, at key positions. You know, our big veteran core, uh, which we returned a bunch of from from our la- from last season. You know, we won championship last year. Uh, a lot of those guys came back, but it, uh, some immediately got hurt. Paolo Piccolo, who's our midfield engine, he plays uh, nominally the six, but really is a is central uh, defensive slash central midfielder. Is a, is a, and is a good distributor of the ball too. He was out for gosh ten games maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. Luke Spencer yeah. has been out. He's the guy who scored the game winning goal in the in the championship last year. Uh, we've lost. We've had some guys gone to red card or yellow card suspension. Uh, we've at one point we had to have a four, our four string keeper starting goal in a game, uh, and that was oh, against yeah. Swope Park, and that's why that's frankly why we lost that game. So it's uh, been a yeah. it's it's been you know we, not up to what our expectations probably were, uh, but at the same time you know we're still floating around you know we're in sixth place, uh, hanging in there. We're getting ready to run into a pretty tough stretch of games. Uh, Maybe or maybe not including you guys, uh, <laughs> but that, I don't know. Now, now that uh, Ole McGinnis is gone, that, that tide may change. But uh, yeah, but uh, you know, it's been it's been challenging. Uh, but everybody's trying to keep some perspective. You know, we're we're floating in there, uh, and with a chance to you know, we're not too far behind behind first place or second place. And I think it's a place we could reasonably reach if if things go our way. But we've got two guys out on international duty right now with Jamaica who are starting. Uh, and they're mm. regular starters for us, and so it's, we've never had the, our best eleven available. Like it's, it's since the first or second game of the season, and we've we've it's it's been difficult. Now we've managed to squeeze out some results anyway, uh, but it's not exactly where I may have necessarily expected us to be at this point in the season. But we're doing okay. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about because I know um, I think we had Del Piccolo in 2015. You did. I want to say I, he might have not loaned from Colorado at the time, but yeah, he was. Oh, really? Okay. I yeah. didn't even. That, that may be the case. I was uh, like half the way half the way through the season is when I started following the team, so that that may be the case. I didn't, I didn't know that if that is yeah. uh, true there, but that's interesting. But how how would you describe what he brings to the table as far as because I, I listened to the most recent episode of Barrel Proof and. Really, I think you could have – well, the people that were there, I should say, could have filled 30 minutes just to talk about what he means to the club. But how would you describe what Del Piccolo does uh, to make the engine go for uh, Louisville City? I mean, you know, it's funny. Uh, he came to us he, after after he left you guys in 2016, and we had Aiden Quinn at the time, and he and uh, mm-hmm. another guy, who's uh, Guy Abend, who plays for St. Louis now. Uh, mm-hmm. And they all kind of traded or moved around in central midfield. And at the time, we were basically playing a straight 4-2-3-1. Uh, and he's an excellent distributor of the ball. He sees the game faster than everybody else in the field most of the time. Uh, has a, and But more than anything, it, it's he was named captain in 2017, which surprised me after Del Pic- or after uh, Aiden Quinn left and went to Cincinnati. Uh, he, I was kind of surprised to pick to me just because Paolo off the field comes off as kind of aloof. Uh, he's he's from Colorado, so he's, he fits that vibe. He's a very chill dude. Uh, mm. Went to college here in Louisville, so he's got roots here. Uh, but uh, you know, it, it was a surprise pick to me. But I mean, he's earned every every ounce of it, and then some since then. And just the command that he has over the team, over the way the game is played. Uh, I mean, uh, the his crowning achievement, in my opinion, should be the way he basically he almost marked. Did he drag that out of the out of the championship game last year and? You, oh, wow. you couldn't have possibly expected him to do that. Uh, I mean, you know, was not afraid to go against the guy in Henderson. You know, <laughs> was a big dude, and Paolo did not back down an inch against him and really held him in check most of the night, mm-hmm. in my view. 
uh, and that's the kind of player he is. He's he's kind of unassuming, but I mean, he's got absolute command of the game when he's in. It's it's we're a different team when he's there, and so fortunately, he should be on the field for us uh, this coming Saturday, uh, and that that kind of alleviates some other problems because, like this, that we are missing Speedy Williams, who's our who's his usual partner uh, in midfield. Mm. And uh, he's he's fabulous, but he's starting for Jamaica, uh, yeah. and and uh, so we don't we don't have his services. But we have luckily because of all our injury problems, been able to find other guys uh, with with depth that can fill in some holes for us that we might not have otherwise expected to see. Um, I'm kind of hoping to see Napa Matsosa, who's another uh, local kid. He went he went to high school here in Louisville, went to college at UK, and got drafted by New England. Uh, last year and didn't end up making the squad. He came to us midway through the season last year, but didn't play until this season. He's he's done fabulous for us, so I I, I feel okay about that as far as the midfield midfield goes. Uh, but yeah, we've 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 got we've got we've got some talent. But like I said, we're not we're not going to have our full strength squad for the, this coming game either. Hmm. And one player I'm I'm really curious on because um, I honestly don't know much about him, but. In my opinion, he's got the best name in the USL, uh, and that may be a, a tell for who I'm going to talk about next. <laughs> you probably know is uh, Magnus Rasmussen. Oh yeah, I, well, I said that. Gonna, wrong. I thought you were going to say Lucky Kosana, but I'll take Magnus. Uh, oh okay, yeah. I've, okay, Lucky <laughs> Kosana. It's like one A and one B. They're both very good, and I'm yeah. curious on him too. But with Magnus there, he, I guess he was a part of the club every year, but I think 2017, if, if the USL website is correct, which is yeah. kind of a gamble to. To assume that but uh but yeah he's a is he a midfielder or where does he uh is he more of like a cam because i noticed he has i think the most shots uh on the cl- in the club and i want to yeah. say he was up there with shots total shots in general in the yeah. eastern conference he's our he probably he's probably pretty high on that list i looked at it earlier but i've forgotten where he was where he fell on it uh, mm-hmm. And he has actually our leading goal scorer right now. He's got six on the season uh, in U- in league play. Uh, mm-hmm. He's done great, but you know, Danish national. Uh, he's actually his background is kind of futsal. Uh, he is typically more of a creative attacking type player, but he can play on the wings. Uh, and you know, he, he used to not really play that well through contacts, but he's improved a lot mm-hmm. in that aspect because USL can be a physical league, especially yeah. in the you know it's, depending on who you're playing, but. Uh, but he's gotten a whole lot better at that. He got, I mean, this has been his best season he's had for us so far. I mean, he, you can always count mm. on him to score. He, he can pull stuff out of his ass every now and then, which is great. Because <laughs> uh, we need somebody like that. Now that we don't have Cam Lancaster, we can score from literally anywhere on the field. We need to have, we need to have somebody yeah. that at least keeps you on your toes <laughs> uh, that doesn't necessarily play forward. And he fits that role pretty well. He's, he's, he is a bit of a number 10 for us, but we don't always necessarily have that kind of role in the field. But very creative player. Can, can, can create his own shot, but sees the field very well. Uh, and frankly, his best is probably yet to come. Mm. Well, it's, uh, hopefully not this weekend, but uh, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, um, I hate to keep asking questions, but I've got, I have a lot of curiosities with with Louisville City. Um, one thing I was noticing, and, and I think they did talk about it on uh, Barrel Proof today, but it does look like, um, looking at the the disciplinary report, that Paco Craig will be out. Uh, for this next match, just due to uh, yellow card accumulation at five. That's not um, right. Yeah, so I, I know he's he's one of the stellar defenders uh, for Louisville City and has been for quite some time now. Mm-hmm. Um, who is next up, and what type of a defender is he in comparison to Paco Craig? Yeah, that's a question that we've actually uh, we're not 
we're not really sure how we're going to answer for this game, but the good news is we've gotten a lot of depth at center back this year. Uh, his partner last year when we really went on a tear was Alexi Swahi. Uh, he's a French national. He played at Bowling Green uh, and then joined us at, immediately after he graduated from college. A big, big physical guy. Uh, just you're, he's not going to get beat in the air, uh, and you're not going to you're not you know, center forward. I don't care who you are is not going to be able to you know beat him physically. Uh, and he's got some good pace too. He's a very fast player. Uh, and then another guy that we can get that we can uh, that we can put with him is uh, Taylor Pay. He used to play for uh, Rail Salt Lake or or uh, Rail Monarchs, I guess. Um, and he's t- he can play, play right back for us or or center uh, central defender plays really well uh, in that role and he, either one smart guy uh, I think he's pr- frankly probably the most like for like replacement we've got for Paco um, mm-hmm. and then we got another Sean Tosh who kind of does a little bit of everything for us on defense he can play fullback although um, it's not my favorite position for him uh, mm-hmm. I, he, but he's really good in the three man back line he can play central midfield as well he's he's got good feet uh, decision making is you know, it depends on what you're going to get every game, but he's a, a fan favorite for sure, and a guy I really like. And if he stays home at center back, he's he's more than capable. He's uh, one of the Rhinos diaspora uh, players, and he's we're lucky to have him. All righty, um, Alice. Did you happen to have any questions? I don't want to keep on. No, that's okay. Off a bunch of questions that I got. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, I only have really one main question: is that um, is the system in terms of play style, did that really change a lot um, coming into this season? I know Hackworth tried to kind of keep it the same last season in terms of like uh, for continuity's sake. And obviously that worked out, you know, winning the title and all that, but did he try to kind of make his stamp on the team in terms of tactics or uh, play style or anything coming into the preseason? Uh, I think you could argue that he did, but we've been, you know, like I said, we've, we've been hamstrung a lot just from a personnel standpoint. So he's kind of got to fit, He's trying to avoid putting square pegs in round holes. Yeah. Uh, and I think last year he did a lot more different with the team than you would expect. We, we kind of settled on one. We, we've been playing a lot of 3-4-3. Three, three, right. Uh, and he likes the four-man back line a whole lot better, and so we settled into that. Uh, and kind of played 4-2-3-1, which we're fairly familiar with under O'Connor, but 4-3-3, 4-2-3-1. And, and they line us, when they write out line, they say it's a 4-1-4-1, which I guess, I don't know. Um, it's all semantics at the end of the day. But I, yeah. from a style standpoint, he is really likes to press high. Uh, probably, I mean, o- James O'Connor liked that too, but he would he would all, he would only press with like one fullback. Whereas uh, these days it seems like we try and send both, and uh, that burned us for a while when we didn't really have somebody that stayed home in central midfield, especially after Paolo got hurt. But mm-hmm. in any event, uh, really like to press high, and the the goal the game plan is all, is always to try and score an early goal and, and open the and make the other opponent have to op- force the other opponent to open up. And that just gives us more opportunities to score. Um, it's it's been hit and miss with us a bit this season. Some games we executed absolutely perfectly, and other times we just can't seem to seem to get a goal in uh, early, uh, and then kind of labor, and, and then get we you know fighting out at the end either for a draw or hope we, hope we don't get bit and lose. Um, but when it when it works, it, it's fabulous. Uh, but that's kind of the, the the mo is just about always the same. Press high, win a turnover half the field, get a goal, and then and then you're off to the races. Um, and that's I'm sure that's what the game plan will be on Saturday. Gotcha. That'll be an interesting battle. I mean, I don't really know what to expect from us tactically. Uh, you know, we we tore Birmingham apart last weekend, but that's just a one game sample size. So we'll see. Right, Birmingham is susceptible to 
that. So. Yeah, well, so are we. So <laughs> yeah. uh, it was kind of nice for the shoe to be on the other foot for once. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. but, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, fair. I really don't know what to expect. Um, we were missing a couple of guys to, to the, at the Gold Cup as well. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. I'm, I mean, I'm excited about the game. This is the first time, uh, you know, going to Louisville with maybe a little bit of momentum. I feel like we always catch Louisville away after a bad loss or after somebody gets hurt or suspended or something. So I think we're pretty much going in full strength, uh, other than those two guys who are on a uh, gold cup duty. So we'll see. I, I'm, I'm excited about the matchup. I think, you know, obviously we played our best game of the season last week. So if we can replicate that performance, I think you're going to see a ton of both teams really pressing high up the field and, and, and there'll be kind of a uh, battle of who can, who can score first and then maybe hold on to it. Yeah, I, I I think that's not an unfair way to characterize it. And I, I, the other interesting element of this is, you know, Louisville and Charlotte, last season being the exception, because last season didn't go well for you guys at all, with especially, especially against us. Uh, but before, <laughs> prior to that, I mean, the, the games were always really competitive, yeah. real tight, yeah. and, and uh, you know, it'd be a, a scrappy affair, one goal wins it type of deal. Uh, and I, you know, with any luck, that'll be the case for you guys again. Uh, the, the Martinez's always get give us, a, give us problems, even... <laughs> whether it has anything to do with uh, soccer or not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're always, you know, they're always a tough nut to crack. And then, you know, I think we've got some familiarity with Damaduro as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And the, the, so really, I think this is the kind of game where midfield is going to be a lot more important because who can get the service, who can exploit the space going up the field uh, and who can, who can manage that. Uh, and I think that's probably what we're going to be watching for most of the day, day on Saturday. Mm. That That's a definitely a, I, I'm gonna be really curious because you did remind me though because I think I think for the first two or three years it was always like a one zero for one team. I want to say I think we broke yeah. that streak in uh, 2017. Yeah, I, I think, think you're right. 2018. Man. I think it was for the first like two two or three seasons. It was like neither team had ever scored more than one goal on the other. Uh, so it was always either one yeah. zero. No, that's right. Or, yeah, or one one or 0 So it it's yeah, been it's it definitely been a a tight, uh, exciting matchup, you know, most like you said, last season with standing. Um, but so yeah. it, it should be, yeah. it should be exciting. I think, you know, the, there's always the imp- unpredictable bounces that you're going to get too. And, and, you know, we saw a lot of that. Our field. Still, you get, a, you get a lot of those in slugger field too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. In soccer and especially slugger field. Yeah. No, 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 uh, no doubt about that. Yeah. So yeah. those are, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of annoying, but it's also, kind of fun to watch which team can manage that better uh, we in the past i've been yeah. i don't feel like we don't do a good job managing the field but we did just play at our home field which was absolutely the, the worst surface it's ever been so i, I that maybe yeah. maybe have been a good practice for for this coming week <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe so i don't i don't really have any other questions i we do have one listener question uh that we really didn't cover we kind of covered the rest of them um but how has the loss of Cameron Lancaster affected things this season? Uh, we're scoring fewer goals, I and mean, we're giving up too many as well. He, he didn't play defense, uh, and that's that. So the goals we've been surrendering are not his fault. But uh, mm. you know, there was he, you could always count on Cam to put in something something totally unexpected. One, every other game, if not, I think he averaged a goal or more, maybe even more than one per game for us last year. Uh, then, no, that's overstating. He had twenty five. So slightly less than a goal per game, excuse me. Uh, and he, you know, unluckily for Nashville, hasn't been reproducing that, although we saw over the weekend that he can still do it. Uh, mm. 
we we're just a little bit less clinical uh, or or bad, bad at taking advantage of our opportunities or worse than worse at taking advantage of our opportunities than we than we were when he was here. Uh, and you know it's funny w- about him because he was with the team for four years, and last year was the year that all of a sudden everybody found out who he was. We all knew that he had that ability, but he was playing behind Matt Fondy, or he's playing. We had a bunch of guys uh, like Luke Spencer that could really take over the mail, and he had some injury problems as well. Uh, but it was good to see him really come into his own last season. We knew we were going to lose him, uh, but I mean, we do we miss we miss the, the you know the consistent finishing that he provided, and, and and I think we've got guys on our team now that that can do that. We just can't seem to put the chance together with the player always, and uh, I know it's something that they're working on really hard. Gotcha. Thanks for that. So I have yeah. one last question, uh, and then we can let you go. But uh, if there's an X factor in the game, somebody we haven't talked about um, that could kind of flip the game on its head and and steal the points for Louisville, who would that be? I mean, if Brian only plays, you guys might be in some trouble. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. He's uh, <laughs> if he uh, if he sees if he if he sees the field, I haven't seen anyone in this league that can that can contain him. Uh, whether he can finish the opportunities he creates is is, is somewhat of another issue, but he's uh, he you don't want to see him blazing down either wing with the ball at his feet going towards the goal because someone's going to foul him uh, or or we're going to get a shot off. Whether it goes in is another matter, but uh, he's 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 hard to he's hard to stop. Uh, he he's uh, if, if we get him going towards in the second half, we might we might find ourselves in a much better spot than we're in right now. Like I said, where where we are is okay. Uh, but if he, if we can get him, uh, that's, 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 it's tough. All right. Well, we appreciate it. Uh, where can our listeners find more about barrel proof? Uh, obviously wherever podcasts are played, but is there like a website or anything that they can go to, to check you guys out? Yeah. Uh, we, we, ho- our, our podcast is hosted at the, at uh, the Cooper's website, com, And, uh, I publish stuff on there at least three, four times a week. Uh, and we've got other contributing writers and, and things like that as well. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we, we usually publish every Wednesday and yeah, we're definitely on iTunes, uh, but also Spotify and everything else you could possibly stick, stick at. So yeah, look us up and we're on the Twitter too, at Barrelproof FC. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's, that's our story. Awesome. We'll have to get a bourbon exchange at some point as well. I'm, I love, I love <laughs> me some bourbon. That sounds like a fabulous idea. Yeah. Well, we've got plenty of it. I'm sure. <laughs> Again, thank you for joining us. Thanks for taking time out of your evening, and I uh, hope you have a great rest of your week and have a good weekend and hopefully take take a loss on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll try to avoid that, but thanks uh, thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it, and uh, good luck to you guys. Thanks, fam. Thanks.